find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20 or 30, even 30 years to wait for answers? And I've seen it before, and I see it now. It's going on out there. I talk to people, and they're like, you know, it took 30 years to know that Epstein-Barr actually causes heart palpitations. No one knew that. It didn't exist out there. The information did not exist out there. And it took 30 years to figure out that Epstein-Barr causes tingles and numbness. And that didn't exist. It took 30 years for this person to find out that Epstein-Barr causes anxiety and depression, chronic depression long-term, and brain fog. Nobody knew it never was anywhere else but here, and that's thanks to Spirit. So thank you for actually tuning in, everybody, because we're helping out so many people by getting the information finally out there. Because we don't have time to waste. We don't have time to just hang out. We don't have another 30 years to know that Epstein-Barr causes Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And although this isn't an Epstein-Barr show today... We're talking about foods that heal chronic illness, and of course, Epstein-Barr causes a lot of chronic illness. So does a lot of other bugs and pathogens that we talk about, like strep and everything else, and you know, and other types of pathogens. And of course, we talk about the toxic heavy metals and other things associated with chronic illness, but the point is... Today, we're talking about foods that heal chronic illness, so we might tap into some of these other chronic illnesses and what we deal with every day. So there's no time to waste, no time to spare. Fasten the seatbelts. We're starting today. So today's show is about the Holy Four. The Holy Four, okay? <laughs> right, I talked to you before about the Unforgiving Four, right? The Unforgiving Four, which is the pesticides and herbicides that are in our system for years, like DDT included all the way back, toxic heavy metals, mercury, lead, arsenic, you know, um, cadmium, um, nickel, copper. We, you know, we talked about that, and the you know, aluminum. And then we talked about the radiation, how much radiation is still falling out on us, how much radiation is going on there. And there's nothing to worry about in the sense where, hey, we've got all this stuff going on. That's not about it. It's about knowing what could be hampering your immune system and what we can do to stop it, fight it, clean it up, get it out of your system instead of just playing the game like, hey, everything's fine, sure. 250 million Americans are sick. Almost 300 million Americans have symptoms, unexplained, completely mystery. But let's just pretend everything's okay. You know, we're not going to do that, all right? We're not going to do that. Because I know if you got a symptom and you got something going on and you got a chronic illness, you want answers. Um, no one wants to be sick. You know, one thing I know, I'll tell you guys right now, and, and you probably know this better than I do, no one wants to be sick. You know, and there isn't such thing as a fear of healing. But what there is, is there's a fear of being sick. That's for sure. So we do have that out there. That's rampant. There is a fear of being sick. So that does exist, okay? But nobody has a fear of healing. All right, so that right there is something we have to always understand. You, no one wants a tummy ache. 
No one wants a tummy ache. Nobody wants a headache. Does anybody want a headache out there? Does anybody want a tummy ache? Does anybody... <laughs> so I'm actually being a little extra uh, annoying today. Is that what it is? is silly, a little extra silly? Nobody wants to have an ache and pain, right? I mean, come on. And so, and I'm serious about this. No one wants fatigue. So we can't just gloss everything over. As if, you know, hey, all right, fine, you know, we, you know, here, there's diets out there, there's this out there, and, you know, there's, there's really nothing to be worried about or concerned, um, it's your fault you're sick, how about that, we hear that all the time out there, oh, it's your fault you're sick, um, yeah, no, it's not your fault that you got these symptoms, and we can't gloss everything over, we got to know what the unforgiving for that we just recently talked about is, we have to know what that is, we have to know it's the toxic heavy metals, we have to know it's the viral explosion, it's the Epstein-Barr, the epidemic, we have to know why 250 plus, you know, close to 300 million people have symptoms of all kinds and conditions in, in the U.S. alone, we have to know about the radiation, and you know, these things are important. They really are. And we have to know about the pesticides and the old DDT that's been, you know, in our systems all these years and the pesticides and everything else around it. We got to know about this. And so today, it's foods that heal chronic illness using the holy four. The holy four is also in the life-changing foods book. And the holy four is the groups, the fruits, the vegetables, the herbs and spices, and the wild foods. So that's the holy four. You got it right there. And it's powerful, and it cleans us up, and it gets rid of it. It lowers viral issues, and it gets us feeling good. And so that's what today is about. So don't miss out on this show. Whatever you do, do not miss out on it. This is a really good show. And if you have to miss out on the show, go pick it up back on the archives or something because we're going to cover some good stuff. That's what it's all about. Um, got the event coming up. Check it out, medicalmedium.com. And, um, and, you know, try to get to the event. We're doing the light blast. And that's what we're doing. Sending light down from heaven. Spirit does this for me. Thank goodness. Since I was a child. And I talk about this before. You guys heard me say this before. I was worried about what else can I do back when I was younger. What can I do to help somebody? And Spirit said, we're going to do the light. And Spirit taught me how to be involved. Why Spirit sends the light down on the crown of everybody's head. And we do this at the event. Rushes through the body. Unblocks energy that's stored up that people have from just being sick and not feeling well. And they get all stagnant and, and, you know, and get all acidic. And everybody just, you know, because when you're sick and unwell, it's really difficult. We go through struggles. And we don't feel good. We don't feel at our best. And we feel tired. And everything just builds up. And then we have all these kinds of struggles and emotional um, struggles that we do because there's so much stress and everything else going on in the world and in our lives and it gets built up and on top of that we have our condition itself and the, and the cause of the conditions themselves like for instance say Epstein-Barr or something else and so that light comes down hits the crown of everybody's head or runs through the body and it is a rush we do it we I, I don't care what it takes Spirit and I want to make sure everybody gets this light blast in any shape, form, any possibility. So, you know, check out the events if you can. Um, and also Life-Changing Foods book, which what we're talking about, you know, um, we're talking about that. That's because the book's about these foods. So we have to talk about these foods. What food that's in your pantry, what food that is in your refrigerator 
What food that's in your refrigerator, in your freezer? What food is in the store that you can go and get and pick up and grab and whatever you need to do there? And, and bring it home and make it and get yourself feeling better. So today is about foods, and that's what we're doing about And I'm talking about life-changing foods because of the book, because we're talking about the holy four, because that's in there. We talked about the unforgiving four. That's in the book. And I can't even scratch the surface of what's in life-changing foods book. I can't even scratch the surface. I could do 50 shows and won't scratch the surface in there. Um, and, you know, so I'm going to try to get what I can out in this show but um, it, it's really difficult. What I'm saying is when you get the book and you get it in your hand, you're not going to be disappointed. In fact, you're going to be like, okay, he did us right. He didn't, you know, this wasn't just one of those things where uh, a lot of hype or something. And then you open up the book and there's like one concept and you're like, okay, all right. No, no, no. I did you guys right. I made sure. I promise. I really did. When you open this up, you're going to be like, okay, all right. You know what? Okay, he did good. Let's, he did good. The boy did good. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's let's talk about this stuff. Um, let's get into it. So you know, hey, look, the fruits, the vegetables. You've heard it before. Eat your fruits. Eat your vegetables. Why do we say that? Is there an importance to it? Do you think there's some kind of importance to it? Yeah, there really is. There really is. But it's more than just, you know, just maybe a little bit of broccoli once a week. It's more than an apple once a month. I was talking to somebody the other day because I have to talk to so many different people. And I was talking to someone and they said, um, and they said, look, you know, I eat apples. I said, How? really? I go, that's great. That's the best thing I ever heard because apples do this. I was, I was, I was all of a sudden, I was like a, like a spirit encyclopedia, you guys. And I was like, I was like, yeah, because apples do this, apples do that. Spirit says apples do this, apples do this, apples do this. And, and I said, oh, by the way, how many apples are you eating? And he said, well, I don't know. Let me try to think. I go, well, when's the last time you had an apple? And this person said, I think it was, I think it was last month. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, what do you mean last month? I said, you mean like what? You had an apple last month? And he, yeah, yeah, and it, I had an apple last month, and it was really, well, I think it might have been more than one apple. I said, that's amazing. You had more than one apple? And this person said, yeah, because it was in an, it was an apple tart, this homemade apple tart. I said, okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm back up here. So wait a minute. You didn't have an apple and chop it up and eat it in slices or put a little almond butter on it or put a little or put a little peanut butter on it if that's what you like or put, you know, whatever it is. Apple goes good with avocado, by the way. If you put avocado on an apple slice, that tastes really good. I'm just I'm just being straight. Um, anyway, so they go, no, it was in a tart. It was in a healthy tart. It was at, it was at this health food store. And they had these apple tarts. And uh, I said, well, what, what else was in it? They said, well, it was gluten-free. I said, so you sure there was that much apple in there? And I go, first of all, okay, your apple was cooked, which is not the end of the world. Okay, fine. If that's what, you know, it's still got medicinal qualities. Applesauce still has medicinal qualities. I go, so it was this tart. You go, okay, you had probably like a half an apple in that tart. The rest was batter, you know, bread, gluten-free bread. And probably regular sugar, probably canola oil, you know, because canola oil's bad, and um, and regular sugar, like table sugar's bad, and 
And so, and it, and this person was like, "Yeah, I guess you're right. I I just first I was really excited. It was an apple tart. It, it was all apple. I go, look, look. I'm not trying to pick on you, but we got to get an apple in you every day, and maybe two apples a day because you got a liver problem, and you got inflammation caused by you know pathogens and other things going on in the body. You got to get two apples in a day." Because that's when it starts to happen. That's when the magic starts to happen. It's the numbers. It's the numbers. And that's why someone said to me another time and said, well, you don't like you know, animal products. I go, that's not about it. It's not what it is. It has nothing to do with that. It's about what food that's going to help the person the most for what condition they have. So if that means minimizing animal products, because you need room for two apples, three apples a day to clean up your liver, does that mean I hate something? No. It just means I'm telling you what you need to do because I, I got your back on this and I'm telling you what you need to do and get you to where you need to be. And so – and they're like, okay, okay, that makes sense. I didn't think about it that way. So anyway, back to this other person. He said, look, we got to do better than this apple tart. I mean a jar of applesauce would be better than that apple tart. So the bottom line is you know, we're told to eat our fruits and vegetables, but we're not really – eating our fruits and vegetables, and it's not our fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault if I can't get enough vegetables in one day because I'm running around like a, you know, a, a crazy person because I got so much on my plate or I'm traveling or something and I can't get enough vegetables. It's not, I mean, it's not our fault. We do the best we can, but, we, but, but what we have to do is we just have to be more mindful about what, when we're eating what we're eating and some people, they just hate that, and I totally get it. They're just like, I don't want to know what I'm eating. I talk to people, and some people go, I don't want to know what I'm eating. I don't care what I'm eating. I just, you know, it's just, I got busy life. I got a busy life. <laughs> I just, you know, if I can get a good meal here and there, I'll get a good meal here and there. And and that's all I could tell you, Anthony. And that's what, <laughs> so some people do that, and I respect that. I respect that because planet stress – did I say planet stress? Sorry about that, you guys. Planet Earth – I do that sometimes, and I, and I apologize. Planet Earth, you know, there's a lot it's – a, it's a challenge on here. It's a challenge on this ball that's just rolling around, that's <laughs> spinning around. And, you know, and I get it. If you got to just grab food to food to eat and just you got – you can't you, – you're trying to take care of your family and you're running around and you got things going on, I respect that. I got respect for anything you got to do in your life, okay, and anything you've gone through, okay, and that's one thing that I have, and um, because you, you have to have that, you have to have that. And I talk to people, and they don't even they they just don't understand uh, what someone else is going through, and and it's sad because you know when you try to tell them, you got to go look. This person's going through a lot, and they go, well, I you know what? That's not my life. That's their life. They caused that. I go, no, that's not true. They didn't cause it. And they're going through a lot, and we've got to respect that. And it's critical to, to respect that. So if you can't get the fruits and vegetables in every day that you can't, we take one day at a time. We get what we can get in you. Just one or two things a day. One thing a day. And if you're really sick and you got – and you – and listen, and you can apply yourself and do more and more, we get you there faster. We get you healing faster. We get you healing your chronic illness faster because it's about chronic illness today. And that's what it's about. It's really important. And so, yeah, I mean, 
This is so critical. It really is. All of this information we're going to cover today. So fasten the seatbelts. <clears throat> we're going to get there. See, one thing, I got to tell you guys, one thing, one thing about um, belief systems. Let's talk about belief systems a little bit. It might seem kind of annoying, but it's, it's, good, to, it's good to talk about that. I think it's good to get, get that in, in there. Belief systems are interesting because, you know, we can, we can get a hobby we could wake up one morning, get a hobby, and uh, I mean, I got hobbies, and and boom, and just and all of a sudden, we can be an expert at something. We can be an expert at something, okay? And and that's totally cool. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. I mean, it's it just it, it it can happen. We wake up one morning, we get a passion for something. We say, you know what? This is what I want to do, and we become that expert about it. And it becomes a hobby, and then it goes from a hobby to you know to all of a sudden now you're now we're an expert. We're at this expertise level, and it's amazing. And and I see that in all kinds of things in life of all the things we do, creative things, and I love it all. It's incredible, and I try to do that too. I try to you know have passion for something, and I get interested in something, and and you know, and next thing you know, it I'm like researching something, meaning like you know what whatever it could be. You know, when I was young, it would be like model planes, model airplanes, and all, I would know all the different kinds of airplanes and stuff. And it it would be like you know it's that kind of thing. A friend of mine is. Um, a sports expert, and he's he just like rambles off and rattles off uh, batting averages and everything else. And he said, you know, he said at first, you know, he just got into it. It was just kind of a hobby. He caught a couple of games, a couple of football games, a couple of baseball games, a couple of soccer games. And and then he says, you know, it was just like a pastime, little hobby, a pastime. It was a little bit of a passion. And he said he got really into it. And now he's like an expert. He he went from one point of it to. Hey, you know, he can ramble off everything, strategies that, you know, uh, sports teams use, you name it. And his stuff just spins my head because I, I don't know anything about that. So, so you know, but, but he, be, he, you know, became this expert at it. And then, then a belief system gets built up within it. So a belief system gets built up within it. And it's like it's there, you know. It, it's just they can't penetrate that belief system. So when I say to him now... You know, I'll say, look, is, is, is this team better than this team because they got this going on? And go, look, no, 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 that's not possible. I'll be like, why? They're like, oh, no, no, it's not possible because of this, 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 and this. I said, well, okay, you've got a strong belief system on that. He says, well, maybe I do. Maybe you're right. Maybe i got to look at the other team and see what they got going on better. And so what happens is we fall into these belief systems. We, come, we become experts. We get a passion to start with. And then, bam, we got a powerful belief system. Spirit told me when I was young to not hold a belief system when it comes to one thing, okay? When it comes to one thing, okay? Because I had a belief system when I was 11 years old. I liked these model airplanes, and uh, you know, and I I got interested because of a, a friend. And, you know, and the friend had them, and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. You got all these different planes. This is really cool. I get it. And so I was getting interested in it, and it was building a belief system to all about it. And Spirit said, that's fine. You can have a belief system about certain things, but one thing you can't have one in. I said, what is it? And Spirit said, you can't have a belief system in health. You can't have a belief system in health. In health. I said, really? What does that mean? I was in shock when I was young, and Spirit was telling me this. 
you know, I was like, okay, you, you know, Spirit, you're going to give me OCD on this. What do you mean? You're going to have to explain this because I believe in health. I believe in healing. I believe in anything health-related. What do you mean I shouldn't have a belief system in health? And Spirit said, you have to keep open because all the modalities have something to offer. All the diets have something to offer, but you can't have a belief system to just one thing because there's never just one thing wrong with all of us. And there's never just one thing that fixes all of us. And there's never just one belief in health or one modality only or one thing in health only that can help us. And Spirit said, you can't have a belief system in one type of diet. One type of diet. And you can't have... And so Spirit was teaching me this. And I was like, whoa. Okay, okay. I, 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 know, I, I know what you're saying. Because Spirit said that the experts behind their one belief system will tell you that... Kale is bad for your thyroid when they're wrong, and kale is good for your thyroid, okay? Because, and here's, here's how it goes. The experts don't know that Epstein-Barr causes Hashimoto's thyroiditis until I released Medical Medium Book, and now they're starting to pick up on that. They're not giving me credit, but that doesn't matter. Who cares? But the point is, is... At least the information's getting out there. But kale, okay, kale kills off Epstein-Barr virus in the thyroid. It kills the Epstein-Barr virus in the thyroid. So meanwhile, the food experts, the belief system experts, think that kale is, you know, goitrogenic compounds in there, hurts your thyroid, you can't eat it. So they tell you don't eat it. And then it becomes a belief system, and then you're stuck. You can't eat anything in that family. You can't eat the broccoli. You can't eat the cauliflower, right? You guys heard about this, right? Gorgogenic compounds hurting your thyroid. You can't eat kale. You can't eat, you know, collard greens. You can't eat broccoli rob. You can't eat kale sprouts. You can't eat bok choy. You can't eat anything, okay? You can't eat radishes. You can't eat anything. And even some other foods. They've even added foods to the list now. That they think are that that they think messing around with the thyroid, and so they got other foods in the list now, and it becomes a belief system. And guess what? It becomes poisonous, meaning the belief system is poisonous. And guess who it hurts? It hurts us, our children, their children, their children, and their children. Keeps on going. We can go a hundred years from this with this bad belief system. So we can go 100 years. And this is just one bad belief system. Okay, see how it works. And Spirit taught me when I was young and said, look, you know, you got to understand this belief system thing. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta know this. I, and, and I said, okay, you know what? All right, fine. And Spirit said, okay, you want to have a belief system for something else. You want to have a belief system for anything else that's going on. Fine, but not in this field, not in this field, not in alternative medicine, not in health, not in the well-being of others. Okay? I said, so I said to Spirit, can I have just one belief system in health? And Spirit said, what would that be? 
I said, because I have one in mind. And Spirit said, what would that be, Anthony? And I said, I believe that everybody can heal. And I can believe that, that not only that they can heal, but they can rise above, rise out of it, move forward with their life, and, and get better, and reclaim their life back, and get their life back. Spirit said, I like that belief system. So I kind of was trying to one-up Spirit there. Spirit said, that's great. Okay, so, but the bottom line is, you guys, you got your bottom line is when it comes down to meaning like a protocol or a, not a protocol, but like a, exactly like a, a regime. The problem is when it comes down to chronic illness and we're talking about the holy four fruits and vegetables, herbs and spices, okay, wild foods, when we're talking about those, the holy four, that helps get rid of the unforgiving four that I talk about in life-changing foods. When it comes down to those, there's going to be foods in this, foods in this holy four like kale, that actually cleans up your thyroid and helps you recover from hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and other thyroid conditions and thyroid disease. And the belief system that experts are actually creating right now which is you don't eat kale for your thyroid, is detrimental. You'll even see it now on like shows on TV. You'll see it anywhere now. It's, it's really getting out of control, and that's a poisonous belief system. So we have to be cautious about that. It's really important. Now here's where it goes wrong. Experts in health don't know what causes a thyroid problem until, of course, you know, we, we published Medical Medium. But they, they didn't know what was wrong with the thyroid problem. So to offer, to offer information and say that kale will hurt your thyroid when they don't even know what causes a thyroid problem is where it all goes wrong. And so that's why we're here today. That's why we're here today to do this and make sure the information is right. Make sure that you have everything you can to heal, everything in your hands, all that you need and that's what it's about. This is just one example of what I'm trying to talk about. Now, I talk about the 80,000 meals. I, I know, broken record. Broken record. Just say it. Um, I probably sound like a broken record right there. I could take it. I could take it. You can tell me, okay, but the 80,000 meals that I talk about all the time, in a lifetime, if we didn't eat enough meals... Because in a whole lifetime, we might have close to 80,000 meals, 90,000 meals, 70,000 meals, depending on what's going on, depending on what's happening. And so within those average meals of an average lifetime, let's just say, we have to make sure that some of these meals start getting better. So if we did half our life and 40,000 meals were up subpar, they just weren't that great. They were, you know, um, many of them were bad. Many of them were processed foods. Many of them were poisonous. Many of them were over fatty foods, fried foods, you know, all the stuff that you know that isn't great, right? And so if half of that lifetime was that, then we got some making up to do. And that's what I like about the Holy Four, because we got to start making up our meals, and that's the plan, too. And you can go far with that. You can do some serious makeup, serious makeup, and really move forward with that. So one thing to understand, too, which is really great, is all the different body systems. We have a lot of different body systems. You've got the endocrine system, lymphatic system, okay, neurological system, reproductive system. It goes on and on and on. There's more than that. So within 
all the different body systems that we have, okay, they do different things and they need different things. So we need some varieties. So we need some varieties in our foods. So when I was talking about you talking to that person about the apples, the apple and the apple tart and everything, I go, well, are you eating enough fruits and vegetables? And the person said, are you going to try to take away my animal proteins? I said, it, you know what? It's not about that. Are you eating enough fruits and vegetables? Is there enough room for fruits and vegetables? That, that's what I just want to know. Well, yeah, you know, I had a bagel this morning, and I had some jelly on the bagel. That, that was pretty good. And then, you know, after that, um, you know, I had coffee, and the coffee, yeah, had half and half in it. And then, <laughs> let's see, I had the apple tart. That was, you know, kind of like a lunch kind of thing. I go, well, that was all you had for lunch? He said, no, no, I had a turkey sandwich before the apple tart. I said, okay. And then it, it keeps on going on. And I'm like, you know what? There's just no room. There's no room to put anything in there that you need. The things that you need, the fruits and vegetables you need, and the holy four. And that's what we're talking about today. Think about in your your food regime, and this doesn't mean you have to feel bad. Let me tell you something. Life gets crazy. It gets busy. We get habits. Habits are developed because we, we just they just happen. They happen because we got so much on our plate. We're just doing what we got to do. But think about, you know, where's the fruits and vegetables? Where's the herbs and spices? You know, where is the wild food that might be in your plate? If you're doing the wild blueberries, the frozen wild blueberries once a day, that's your wild food. And by the way, that's a fruit too, of course, and a wild food. So you got something going on there. You got something going on there. Right there. It's the, it's the frozen wild blueberries. <laughs> Recently, too, I was talking to a couple of people, and they were like, you know, I don't get the wild blueberry part. I just like the, you know, the blueberries. They're, aren't they all the same? It's blueberries. They're not the same. The cultivated blueberry and the half-pint clamshell at the supermarket in the produce section is a very weak food, even though it's a good food for you. Don't get me wrong. If that's all you got, you better eat those regular cultivated blueberries. But it's a weak food compared to the frozen wild blueberry right down the aisle. And that's make, that, makes up. that makes up for all the processed food meals you might have eaten. It starts to make it up when you have that frozen wild blueberry every day. And that stuff is pulling out, those blueberries have antioxidants, phytochemicals that are pulling out toxic heavy metals out of your brain so you don't get Alzheimer's disease, so you don't get Parkinson's disease, so you don't get dementia, so you don't get memory loss, okay? So you don't get brain tumors, so you don't get, you know, um, so you don't get cancers in the brain, so you don't get tumors in the brain, so you don't get, you know, you know adenomas in the brain, you know, pituitary cysts. And when you're doing those wild blueberries, Frozen wild blueberries, you're making up for years and years of processed food and or just poor quality food or food that just didn't have any real high nutrient value. Say it's not processed. Say it's home-cooked meals. Say it's very good, wholesome, home-cooked meals. But it's the same thing. It's chicken every night for 30 years. I'm not saying, you know, chicken's the worst thing in the world. I'm saying that it doesn't have a lot of nutrients to make up for the loss of all the nutrients so we need to make room for more of that. You know, and I got this feeling that's, that's pretty much what happened with the paleo movement. The paleo movement was just, just, just butter, tons of butter, 
tons of pork, tons of bacon, and there's still some of that out there. And, you know, tons of chicken, tons of turkey, and tons of meat. And the paleo movement's now moving to lots of fruits and vegetables with lower amounts of meat. And I was talking to a paleo expert recently, and I said, well, why are you doing that? And I said, because we're seeing people get better more. And I said, so what did you see in the past? And this paleo expert said to, said to me, well, I saw in the past five years ago when I got into the paleo movement, when I got into it five years ago, I was all excited because it took away processed foods. This is a really, a really unknown paleo expert, actually. And he, he was being honest with me. And he was saying, look, when I got into it, Anthony, it was like I got into – I got into it because it took away gluten and it took away processed foods and then it took away the grain thing where all the grains and all that. And I started seeing people improve. So I would make sure they were having an egg, you know, butter and egg, you know, butter in the coffee in the morning, eggs, you know, eggs, that whole thing and, you know, whatever milk, you know, whole milk. And, and then they said, well, then we took out dairy a year later and saw more improvements. So we just put them on pork, you know, once a day, meat for dinner, you know, um, Pork in the morning, chicken for lunch, meat for dinner, had a few vegetables in between. And because we took them off of all their their heavy grains and we took them off of all their sugar and processed foods, we were seeing some improvements. But then we got kind of stagnant with it all. I said, what do you mean by stagnant? Tell me, what are you talking about? And And this paleo expert said, well, you know, people just weren't getting, people with chronic illness, the kind of people, Anthony, that you see every day and you saw all these years, they just weren't getting as good as we wanted them to get. So we added more vegetables and we noticed they were starting to improve. And then a year later, we noticed they're improving more. Three years later, we started bringing green juices in. So now the paleo movement's all with all these green juices. So everybody's downing these green juices, which is amazing, a miracle. And then he said, we brought, and then we noticed we can get people better even more with certain green juices, which is regular green juices and more vegetables and more vegetables. So now we got, you know, the paleo movement's divided right now. So you guys, it's actually divided. It's crazy. It's like, how many divides can we have? It's actually unbelievable. So now I was talking to this, you know, this, this, this paleo expert, and he was telling me now, he said, well, you know, now it's like, now, yeah, it's divided. It's now it's this paleo movement where it's just, you know, some nuts and seeds and some avocado and some some vegetables and then a handful of berries and and then a piece of meat. And then the other side of the paleo movement's all pissed off at them now, you know, the people who just haven't caught up to that and they're like and that's what he was telling me. He was telling me they're they're pissed off because they haven't caught up to it. I was like, Well tell me about it. And he said, Well, they're still on the whole pork for breakfast thing. You know, pork for breakfast thing, so, you know, you don't do the fruit in the morning, you do, you don't do the berries in the morning, you do, you know, the pork for breakfast thing, and they're, they're totally into that, and then you do, do, a, you know, one salad a day, and, and then you do the chicken, and he said, so it's dividing, it's dividing, and he, and I said, why do you think it that way? He says, because they're not as experienced, they just don't know that it takes more fruits and vegetables, more vegetables, um, to actually heal someone, so I was like, you know what? Everything you're telling me is, 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 is amazing because that's, oh, that's, that's how it's happening. He said, yeah, so now what we're doing is, he said, Anthony, now what we're doing to get the best results out of people, we're doing more fruits and vegetables, we're minimizing animal proteins, kind of like what you recommend a lot. And I said, that's incredible. That's incredible. And the reason why it, it moved to that degree, you guys, folks, it moved to that degree because fruits and vegetables are the holy fit for they're the holy four. That's what it is. Why do I say holy? Well, first of all, the, the wild blueberry is like the Jesus Christ food. It's the resurrection food. It can literally help you rise out of the ashes. 
literally, emotionally, physically, mentally, can help you rise out of the ashes. So that's why it's a holy food. And, you know, and, and so many of the other foods have these qualities. Let's talk about some of these foods. This is just so fun today. So let's talk about, let's talk about some of these foods. Let's talk about raw honey. Raw honey. Don't be afraid of raw honey. You know, we, there's this big debate out there. It's all sugar. It's, too, it's sugar. No. It's sugar. It's glucose. It's sugar. It's fructose and glucose. It's with 200,000 phytochemical compounds gathered, and I talked about this one time before, gathered by bees from species, plant species, all over the place, wild species, wild flowers, a wild flower that we can't even eat, meaning an herbal specimen, we can't even eat because it's got too many alkaloids or it might, it might be too toxic because there's all these different herbs out there that you can't eat. You know, when, when, you know, when I do this wild foraging with Spirit, and Spirit and I go out into the, you know, out into the bush, and we go looking for things, and I say to Spirit, what's this? I say to Spirit, what's this herb? What's this bush? I say to Spirit, what's this tree? And Spirit tells me what everything is. Is this edible? Is this not edible? Is this mushroom edible? Is it not edible? You know, the whole bit, if I go, through, go, go into the woods or go into the bush or go into, you know, or go into a field... I asked Spirit, and that the Spirit's been training me my whole life, and um, Spirit will say, that's a beautiful wildflower, yes, and you can't eat it, you can't use that herb, that herb is actually toxic, but a bee can land on that flower and take miracle, miracle medicine out of that flower, you guys. This is what Spirit would tell me, can take a miracle medicine, thousands of compounds that can't even be studied by research and science, can't even be studied. It would take 500 years for them to know how many chemical compounds are in in that flower, that nectar of that flower right there, that that bee just took back to the nest to make honey, okay? And then add that to other wildflowers that are edible and and non-edible or usable and non-usable by medicine. Add that to other ones. And the amount of – and what happens is is that phytochemical in that flower, in that one species of herb that we can't use, the phytochemicals in there, we can use them. The bee actually takes those phytochemicals – homeopathically, right from that flower, something we can't do in science. The bee does the lab workforce, takes it back to the nest, and transfers it into something usable for us that's a miracle. Cancer fighting, disease fighting, chronic illness fighting, over 200,000 chemicals, phytochemicals. That's just the baseline. There are more. I'm just talking about the baseline. The reason why I put 200,000 chemicals in the life-changing foods book is because that's the powerful foundation of how many chemicals are in there exactly. That's the, that's the powerful one. It's a little over 200,000, but there's more that won't even be on science's radar for a thousand years. And seriously here, and that's raw honey. So are we going to ignore the raw honey? I mean, it's, it, it, can, it can stop cancer from growing. It can help us in all kinds of levels. It, it has enzymes that are not listed anywhere or discovered anywhere. Enzymes that help us heal and grow. 
So that's raw honey all on its own. It's, it's not only just loaded with all the minerals, calcium, potassium, zinc, selenium, phosphorus, chromium, molybdenum, manganese. It can go on and on and on. It's not even just loaded with those. It's loaded with co-minerals, like co-micro-minerals that help us to stay alive. That's just honey alone. So let's move on to nettle leaf. Nettle leaf, the herb. Let's move on to that one. You know, I talk about the unforgiving four. There's radiation that's in the air falling out of the sky from just Fukushima. There's radiation falling out of the sky from going back from World War II. There's radiation just in general that we're exposed to at the dental office. We get an x-ray because we bump our butt or we bump our leg or knee. We get an x-ray, whatever it is. There's radiation. It's everywhere. We're flying planes where all the radiation is. It's up there. So let's get it out of our bodies. Let's get it out of our bodies. And the nettle leaf does that. It helps us. It pulls out. It's an anti-radiation wild food. You can get nettle leaf tea. Okay. Okay. So check this out, you guys. Say you don't have time for fruits and vegetables. Say you don't have time for fruits and vegetables. You just got to eat whatever it is to survive. I respect that. I'm on your side. I stand behind you 100% right there. Okay. I'm not the food police. I support you because I know what life's like. And I know what it's like to be sick in the world because I've seen it. I've seen it my whole life since I was a kid watching it. I know, and I could feel it. I could feel it. And with all that, I know it, you know you might have a lot going on in your plate. So if you can't get a lot of fruits and vegetables in you, I stand behind you 100%. If all you can get in you is one piece of bacon, well, let's maybe forget the bacon. If all you get in you is just you know a few beans. And a piece of chicken or a piece of turkey and a piece of salmon, and that's all you can get in you? Then fine, I stand behind you. But let's do this. Let's get nettle leaf tea in you. Let's get nettle leaf tea in you. Nettle leaf tea. Just nice big cup of nettle leaf tea. It builds up the bones. It builds up the bones. It's bone protecting. It's bone building. Osteoporosis, osteopenia. It's bone fixing. It's so high in silica, nettle leaf. And over 40 trace minerals that are bioactive, bioavailable, they go into the bones. You won't hear this in other places. You're only going to hear it on the show and in, in, in this book, Life-Changing Foods. But the point is, is that that's what it harbors. It harbors that silica, those bioavailable, assimilatable states of minerals. And it has even pain reliever phytochemicals for pain relief in nettle anti-inflammatory medicine in nettle. So that's what I'm talking about there. Let's try to get through this. Sweet potatoes. Do you guys like sweet potatoes? Everybody, anybody raise their hand who likes sweet potatoes. Raise, raise your hand. Okay, you like sweet potatoes? Awesome, awesome. I'm glad. Sweet potatoes are powerful, a really powerful food. Okay, this is what I like about this. It promotes productive bacteria in the stomach. When you eat sweet potato, what that does is it has phytochemicals that purposely promote productive bacteria. And the natural sugars in a sweet potato, which are saturated with, you know, anti-cancerous properties, those natural sugars, they only are designed to stimulate productive bacteria, good bacteria in the gut. Bad bacteria dies when it tries to feed on sweet potato. So SIBO, people with SIBO, with all that streptococcus I talk about in their gut, strep is what's behind SIBO, by the way. 
and no one talks about that. You're only going to hear that here. So anybody who just turned, you know, like if this is the first time you turned on the show, I have to say that so you don't think that that information is just everywhere because it's not. But Streptococcus, antibiotic-resistant Streptococcus, is responsible for SIBO. And that, when it tries to feed off of sweet potato, it dies. It dies, or it retards, or it falls back, okay? And, and that's what happens. It's the power of sweet potato. That's why sweet potatoes help with megacolon, too. They help, you know, knocking down C. diff. They help knock down H. pylori. Sweet potatoes help kill H. pylori. And the thing is, H. pylori feeds off of eggs, and it feeds off of dairy products, milk, cheese, and butter. If you take out milk, cheese, and butter, and you take out egg... And so, you know, someone will say to me, they'll be like, I have eggs once a month. I go, well, you're feeding your H. pylori once a month. And it might be all the H. pylori needs <laughs> to stay alive. But if you take out the eggs, you take out the dairy, and then you, and then you bring the sweet potato in, you're killing off your H. pylori. How about them apples? How about those apples? So seriously, helps with Crohn's, helps with colitis. The power of sweet potato is amazing. Let's shoot to radishes. Radishes. They're kind of tough to eat, right? Because, you know, they're, they're, they kinda, they got a sulfur-rich taste, and they're kind of tough to eat in that way. But they're medicine. Radishes are medicine. Don't ignore them. Go to the supermarket. If there's one thing to try, so say you're on a budget, and you can only get so many foods for your family. You only got so much money and financially in the budget, and you can't get... You can only get so many things, and so there's maybe something you can't break into yet. You're like, well, I can't really start getting that food. It's too much money in the budget. i got to just worry about this other stuff. Try to just grab one thing. Grab radishes. Just grab radishes because radishes protect us from heart disease, protect us from heart attack, protect us from heart problems, viral conditions that cause heart disease that are not on the radar of, of modern medicine or research and science that spirit knows about you name it cardiovascular issues um cholesterol problems bad cholesterol you want to help start lowering bad cholesterol you bring radishes in and if you bring radishes in every day that's when the magic starts to happen you bring them in every day and you start knocking down bad cholesterol. Radishes bring back the liver. Liver problems cause high cholesterol and elevated blood pressure. Radishes help clean that up. Here's the best part of radishes I like. You know how there's all this prebiotic talk? You know, what foods are prebiotics and so forth? Radishes are the most powerful prebiotic there is. Most powerful prebiotic in the gut there is is radishes. One of the most powerful. It's right on the top of the list. Actually, it's, it's actually... The radishes are the second most powerful prebiotic there is, next to wild blueberry, which is the first most powerful prebiotic in existence. The frozen wild blueberry is the most powerful prebiotic in existence, and then the radishes are second. And so, and then radish greens, they got phytochemicals, cancer-fighting alkaloids that fight cancers. So that's what, that's what these greens have get the ones with the fresh greens because you want to wash those greens give them a little rinse and you want to actually have those in your salad they have antiviral properties they knock down viruses and that's a big deal that's a really big deal so it's radishes 
We got little time left. We got to get through this. Leafy greens. Bring them in. Very important leafy greens. If you think you have a hard time digesting re- digesting leafy greens, you really don't. You're, you're digesting them fine. You just feel them. That means you have sensitivities. You have you have sensitive nerves in the gut or the intestinal tract, and you're feeling the roughage of the leafy green move on down. But you are digesting it. I promise you that. So if you don't like the way that feels, if, you have, if you're sensitive like that, then eat a little bit of leafy green. Some people can eat tons of them. They have less, you know, less you know, nerves or less sensitive because they're not chronically feeling you know, too many nerve problems. I know people that have anxiety or sensitive nerves in their tummy and they're inflamed. They tend to try to eat mush and only kind of like cooked mush and like just oatmeal and stuff because it, or eggs and oatmeal and cheese and all that so they don't feel it rub their intestinal lining, you know, what you, what, so what happens is when you eat a green, a lettuce, it's rubbing the linings of the intestinal tract to clean out E. coli and clean out strep and C. diff and all, and staph and all bad, you know, and other things that we worry about, worms and, you know, and different parasites people are concerned about out there. You know, it pulls all that out. Um, very important to understand. Celery juice. Celery juice. Celery has a bioactive sodium, okay? It contains cofactor microtrace mineral salts, all right? Yet discovered by science and research. These are different varieties of sodiums in celery. They just haven't been able to literally, in the lab, figure out the different compositions that, re- that, are, that are actually in celery, the different sodium salts. This is why it fixes digestive problems. It raises hydrochloric acid, fixes the liver, heals the liver, changes people's guts around completely, Crohn's, colitis, IBS, all kinds of irritable bowel issues. You name it, celery juice is a miracle food, and it's one of the holy four. It's one of the foods in the Holy Four group. And we can get that in there. People are changing their lives with the celery juice. You know what I heard, which is really funny? Whole Foods. Whole Foods has changed their system to offer just celery juice. So when you walk in, they don't think you have ten heads when you ask for straight celery. That happened because of you guys. Because you took the information from the medical beating book from Spirit, and you're out there... And you're asking your juice places to juice celery, and it's changing the environment out there. And God bless you. I swear to God, that is just mind-blowing to me because it means that you're getting Spirit's information out there for me. And I am indebted to you. I am indebted to you, and just know that. Please know that. All my heart and, and all my soul because I'm just, I'm just blown away by that. Let's hit asparagus before we got to go. Asparagus, all right? Everybody's looking for the fountain of youth. They're looking to get young again. Everybody wants to that fountain of youth and get young again. Well, asparagus keep us young. There's an energy in asparagus when it's sprouting out of the earth. It has power in it. Power to make it into a tree. Because asparagus turns into like a shrub. A small shrub tree-like thing when it gets to grow. And it grows all tall and big. And what happens is when it's cut short like that, it's harboring a power in it. To bring back our youth, bringing back our kidneys, bringing back our liver, reversing disease, reversing aging, all from asparagus. It can fix neurological disorders, help promote the healing of neurological disorders. Spirits are that 
spirit is that powerful. Hey, hey, angelic spirits are that powerful too. We got to call upon the angels. Okay, we're going to hit dates. We're going to dates. Don't be afraid of the sugar and dates. Dates eliminate literally almost every bug that exists in the intestinal tract. They don't feed bugs. They get rid of it. If there's an overgrowth of candida someone's concerned about, dates lower the overgrowth so that you have the candida you're supposed to have, which keeps us alive, by the way. You don't want to get rid of all your candida because we will die if we get rid of all our candida. You have to keep some of it there. So dates actually, and you heard, you heard me talk about that somewhere else on one of the other shows. So if you ever want to, you know, just look at the candida chapter in the, in the MM book too, the medical medium book. The dates literally help get rid of all these poisons too. They grab onto poisons, dragging them out of the body. High in potassium for neurotransmitters as well. Dates help restore neurotransmitters. So when people are depressed because of Epstein-Barr or people are depressed because of toxic heavy metals and their neurotransmitters are down and out, dates bring them back because of the trace, the 70 trace minerals and potassium help bring that back. Maybe we can hit one more. The good old apple. Let's hit the apple. Okay. Never underestimate the power of the apple. It is one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory. We're talking about encephalitis, which is brain inflammation. We're talking about irritable bowel, intestinal problems. You know, we're talking about viral infections that cause all the inflammation we talk about. Apples are medicine. Do not, we cannot deny the power of the apple. It's the ultimate colon cleanser. Pectin removes and collects and rid your bodies of microbes and bacteria, viruses, yeast, mold. It gathers and expels and putrefied material from old proteins stuck on the sides of the, impacted on the sides of the intestinal tract. Apples get rid of it and apples get rid of SIBO, knocking down strep. And they're loaded with manganese and molybdenum. You can't avoid apples, my friends. You can't. A couple of other ones we don't have time to explain so much, but cilantro. Don't be afraid of cilantro. You know that taste when people feel like they, they, they have a genetic resistance against cilantro? They don't have a genetic problem. That's not what it is. That's not why they don't like the taste. So I understand that that's not why. It's just that when you eat cilantro and you're really toxic, it can really taste bad if you eat cilantro and, it, and you're really toxic. Like if you're really intoxicated and you've got tons of heavy metals and other kinds of pesticides in your, in your liver and in your gut, and you get all these different you know, formaldehyde and everything else, and you eat cilantro, it's going to start pulling it out, and you're going to start tasting something weird the minute you even touch the cilantro. Listen, you guys, I believe in you. I stand behind you. I love you dearly. You know, And all the work you're doing, even if it's one thing in your life right now, I love you for that. And I'm honored. I didn't get this gift for me. It wasn't given for me. Spirit made that clear when I was young and said this gift isn't for you. It's for everybody else so they can get the ability to heal. And that's what we have to do here. And that's why I'm here. I believe in you. I love you. I stand behind you 100%. Please know that you're a blessing. Pat yourself on the back. Have some compassion for yourself. You deserve it. I love you dearly.